Good morning out there in Radio Land. This is the day the Lord has made. This is the day that anything is possible because we serve a God that does the impossible. We have in the studio with us on this beautiful Thursday morning, Brother Greg Carwell. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. This is uh, May the 25th, 2023, and this is the night that Man Up is going on at Cross Point Church. Starts at 6.30 tonight. We'll start eating and then some worship and fellowship after that, and a great testimony. So excited. Do you know who's giving the testimony tonight? Have you seen anything? No, sir. I don't. You know, I haven't either. Um, Here you go again. I don't I don't know any announcements. Well, Greg, <laughs> you're going to you, – you, I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually getting all the information all the time, and I still don't know who's actually giving the – testimony tonight so it's going to be a good one i just know it will because you know why jesus is good and if we're testifying to jesus we're testifying of goodness and greatness and mercy and beauty and everything else so it's going to be good if it's about jesus because jesus is good amen. Amen. amen looks like the weather's going to be pretty too i could i could dig this weather uh, i've been enjoying it it's definitely a lot better than it was a few weeks ago whenever um you're dealing with fr- frost in may Yes, sir. And so I uh, love the weather, love what um, this time of the year, getting to get some mowing done and uh, trying to bush hog, uh, not getting very far with that. But also, you know, getting out there and just getting your hands dirty a little bit after a winter and after the spring that's not been too pleasant. Um, I know it's good. And, of course, we got Memorial Day weekend. We will not have a broadcast next Monday morning for Memorial Day. We'll take it off and spend time with our family and friends as well. We will be having a, we usually have our annual, by, well, it's twice a year we have a Labor Day trail ride and a Memorial Day trail ride for the Rough River Youth Ranch. We will be having a picnic over at Danger Point this year. And um, and so anybody wants to come over and be with us, we're going to be eating at 12. It's like a potluck thing. We'll have some hamburgers and hot dogs made. And then if you want to bring a side or a dessert whatsoever, that would be great, too. So we a um, little bit late on the game, but we're still going to do that. Just hang out. Nothing fancy. Just hanging out and fellowshipping on that day for anybody that wants to come out and join us at Danger Point, play some cornhole. Probably a few people will be riding horses, and so I'm just excited for all that. So, Brother Greg, how are you doing on your end? Family doing good? Church? Oh, yeah. House Clarks and community going great? Yeah, everything's going good. We, uh, Me and my family, we've been at Axtell Campground since... I don't know, last Thursday we, we've been camping. We'll, I think we're there till Memorial Day. So Wow. It's uh you know, it's it's been been pretty good. Having a good time. So do you just like go from work from there and everything? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And of course we homeschool the kids, so and they I think one of them's done. I think my boys still got some more math to do, but other than that they're pretty much done for the year too, so so do you all like camp with a large group of people or do yeah. you all just kind of by yourself? Yeah, we, uh, uh, so normally we all, uh, I don't know, there's usually, you know, at least three to four of us all camp together, you know, like, uh, uh, and then, uh, this week we're kind of split up most of our, uh, half our crews at wax and half our crew is going to be down here or you know some of our crew i don't know how you know whatever it is but uh but yeah we, most time we all camp together all of us from church and stuff and it's pretty good all the kids and just fellowship and 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 of course danny will come over and sing and and we just man we just have a good time it's just like we uh we just it's church all weekend that's cool <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah it's just fellowship with our church family and 
and I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> it's, it, we just have a good time, fellowship. So. Do you sing songs? Uh, yeah, uh, sometimes. Uh, well, I'm not very good at it, I, uh, uh, but I usually sing to myself in a truck. Or oh, you know, I don't, I, I don't sing to people. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Uh, just not very good. But I sang in front of people once. Yeah. And then I woke up. <laughs> there you go. And they still didn't like me in the dream. I don't understand. Um, I think the Lord knew what he was doing when he would not like allow me to sing. Um, because I would definitely want to be one of those preachers that could like sing your sermons kind of deal. And just like, woo. Now, whenever I was younger and my early walk, when I first was, uh, when I was first born again, uh, I did sing. And, uh, it, uh, but I sang with, uh, uh Tiffany tucker in a choir yeah and we would sing together but she could sing very well that that it would drown out my not singing very well you know what i'm saying i got you i was just kind of like the background noise and she was the one that was really doing all the real singing (laughs) (laughs) but i did sing with her and uh uh and it yeah it was we had a good time and uh i mean i i wish i could sing but uh i can't so i can't either um at all I don't even like remotely start to, and I can't even sing with somebody who can't sing. So like that one day I talk about, you know, singing with Jason Crabb on the radio and he's on there and I'm in the car and radio stops and I'm still singing. And I realized that I really did sound like a wounded duck that just got ran over across the highway. It was, it was, it was literally awful. Like there's no other way to say it. It, it was bad. And one thing about it, uh, if you're by yourself, yeah, it, and you're just singing to the Lord, you know, let her rip. That's the way I look at it. You know, just sing to the Lord and however you can do it. Just make your yep. joyful noise. Just be, have joy in your heart and sing praises to the Lord and let it be what it be. <laughs> let it be what it be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it, if it ain't no good to anybody else, it doesn't matter. I like that. You're just singing to the Lord. Just and, let it be what it's going to be and go for it. Well, and that's just for singing. That don't that don't apply across the board. That's <laughs> just for when you're singing praises to the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are um, also wanting to reiterate this Saturday is the youth retreat over at Mount Zion. It's going to be a great event. Everything starts at 11 a.m. that morning. And we'll finish off at 4 p.m. So that's going to be at Mount Zion. Cool Presbyterian is actually hosting the event. But there's a lot of churches going to be involved. Um, I know Pastor Josh Milburn is going to be one of them speaking. I think Brother Kelly's going to be over that way. And then Brother Patrick's going to be speaking and giving his testimony. And uh, just really an awesome event. Free. Uh, let's see. There's free food. There's going to be free Bibles handed out. There's free haircuts going to be given. I think there's like 20 or so. $40 um, shoe carnival gift cards that's going to be given out. Stuff like that. So it's going to be an amazing event. That starts at 11 a.m. going through 4 p.m. So make plans for your kiddos to go to that. And uh, I know my kiddos are going to make their way over. And they're very excited about that event. Especially little Eliza. She goes, free food, free haircuts. All right. Uh, that's like, that's my up my avenue. Because um, she likes haircuts. She likes all that. Yeah. She is a girl's girl. Like, um, it's all about that pampering. And um, she had to she had to do fake nails one time. That was her oh, thing. Yeah. She she begged for fake nails. And so my wife put the fake nails on her, and one of them got pulled off on accident. 
And she goes, oh, it hurts so bad. And I said, it's the cost of beauty. (laughs) She goes, oh. Um, And so, but she had to have her fake nails, that's for sure. Well, we are in the Gospel of John. We are in chapter 10. We've been talking about Jesus and the sheepfold and being the sheep, hear his voice, and he's the good shepherd. And um, it's, it's a good chapter. We talked about there is no other way to get to Jesus other than, I mean, to the Father, other than Jesus. He is the door. He is the way. He's the truth. He's the light. He's, he's the only way that you can get to the Father. There is no other relationship. There's no other way to have a relationship outside of Jesus. And if anybody comes along and says there is, they are a thief and a robber. And that thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But who's their dad? Their dad is Satan. Like we've learned that enough throughout the book of John that Jesus would tell them, look, you don't know me. You don't know my father because your father is not my father. Your father is Satan. He said that several times throughout the book of John. And that's why he says, I'm saying this, but you can't understand it because you don't understand that we don't share the same dad. You think we do. But if you knew my dad, you would know me. But because you don't know me, it's proof that you really don't know my dad. And that's what he's telling a bunch of Pharisees, the Sadducees, the religious leaders of the day. Is he saying the reason you don't know what I'm saying, the reason you don't know my voice, the reason that you don't hear my words and understand them by the Spirit of God and by discernment is that you really don't know my dad. Because if you knew my dad, you would know me. Because if you've seen me, you've seen my dad. And he said, but your dad is Satan. Your dad is the devil. And that is why you don't know him. And so um, that's where we're at in this book. We're in John chapter 10 verse, um, what verse did we end on? That wasn't there. Yeah, 11. All right, we're on to verse 11 of chapter 10. Now, uh, Brother Greg brought up a point before, and uh, I will tell you, it's it's a challenging view, and um, we could have hung out there more yesterday, and I probably should have addressed it a little bit better. But in verse 9, he says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Now, the the question, I mean, the, the thing on the table is the in and out. Yeah, what, that's something... Because, you know, and I look at, and the reason I say this is, is, you know, I look at my walk, mm-hmm. you know, so I entered in through him, you know, and, and I'm, I mean, he allowed me to go back out and mess up, yep. <laughs> you know, that's the best way I can put it. But then when I repented, I, you know, he allowed me back in. So is this the in and out that that is talking about here or is it is there some other meeting the in and out and find pasture because uh you know our walk is a is a growing process you know if it would be nice if we could just be born again and just be made perfect instantly and just walk in perfection you know but it doesn't happen that way mm-hmm. the process you know uh and uh, like when you read in Ecclesiastes, there's a time for, and a season and a purpose and all the, you know, there gives a list of all the times to do things, you know, all, all that list, Ecclesiastes 3, if anybody wants to read in there. But there's a time for, and a season for all things. And I'm wondering if this is part of that in and out process, you know, so we, we come in, we get fed, then we go out, 
and we, you know I guess maybe we go out to uh, maybe try to just uh, I mean I don't know you know what I'm saying uh, it, it, that in and out that's that's what it, that's yeah. a good question yeah all right so throughout the Old Testament we have um, statements concerning like you he's going to bless your going and coming he's going to bless this he's coming he's going to bless as you come in he's going to bless you as you come out um what you what you just said was establish your goings like stuff like that Mm -hmm. it's that whether wherever we're at whether we're walking we're walking in obedience i guess you could say and i think what he's actually speaking of here is because he's speaking of being in his sheepfold he's speaking of being in the family Mm -hmm. he's speaking of finding pasture of being nourished of being fed um, resting in him, being taken care of, and the sheep would come in and out. Like that was that was a normal process, but it never meant the shepherd was not their sheep. Yeah, you know their shepherd, yeah. and he was always watching. And so whether the sheep was going out to that pasture, or the sheep was going out to this pasture, or the sheep was going over there or over here, he was still theirs. There's no other way to do it other than outside of him. So yeah. I think this is actually discussing just our regular coming and going he's still the door like he's still the way like every act of obedience has to come through him everything that we do is going to go through him we're going to find um we're going to find shelter we're going to find rest we're going to find the pasture we're going to find through him is the only way to have obedience through him is the only way to find pasture through him is the only way we're going to go out and be blessed or come in and be blessed like i don't think it's alluding to like one, you know, even our in and our outs are coming back to him, are falling away, or these. I've heard, you know, terminology such as that before, but yeah. I think it's more prone to be meaning that it's well, he's our comings and our going. I am the vine. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, if anybody's ever talked to me, they've heard me say this because I say it all the time. He is the vine, and we are the branches. Without him, we can do nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what he specifically says. So, I mean that. That just backs this up here. Yeah. That, that goes with what you're saying, too. You know, our the fact that we can even be obedient to him is because yeah. of him. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing in our, of ourselves. So. Yeah. Well, the one thing we're actually not supposed to do is, like, not do anything. Oh, yeah. And. Right. Um, well, and that's that. even that not doing anything is doing something. It's yeah. being disobedient. <laughs> and well, I mean, if you look at Isaiah when it says, "Those who wait upon the Lord shall mount up wings like eagle and soar." Okay, well, that word is actually saying those who are actively waiting. Yeah. So if you're waiting for the word of what to do next, don't stop what you're doing. Yeah, you're 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 planting your field, and and you're you are you're tilling the ground. You're planting and you're waiting for the rain, but you want to have everything in order for when the sure. rain comes. You know, you're yep. waiting. You're preparing. You're preparing. You're doing. You're. Yeah. You know what's what is needed to be done to receive the move of God that you're after. Yeah. yeah. And even if you get your seed in the ground, all right, people say, "Well, I'm done." You are not done because you're having to watch over the seed. Yep. You're making sure weeds are not overtaking it. You're making sure there's something not wrong with it. You're making yep. sure that um, the enemy's not coming in. And fit. So you are you are in a sense waiting on the Lord to give the increase of the seed. But in the meantime, you're still guarding and protecting the deposit that's been inside of you. And so there's never a non-activity in the kingdom. Yeah. I mean, some people, like there's, even if you are in a season of seeking the Lord, like so you're just waiting upon him in the prayer, you're still praying. You're yeah. still seeking. You're still actively doing something. This, this goes back. Oh, by the way, good morning, Hannah. Good morning. <laughs> Hannah made it. <laughs> uh, 
uh, this goes back to something that the Lord revealed to me in talking about when Jacob, uh, before he went, or was it uh, Joseph's daddy? That was, well, that wasn't Jacob. Was it Jacob? I can't remember. I get them all. But in which way, before they went to Egypt, they traveled in tents, you know, and they, they, they traveled around. They moved. They packed up and moved. They packed up and mm-hmm. moved. They went around. Well, what happened when they moved to Egypt for their safety? You know, they stayed there, and they stayed within their walls, and they, they didn't move, and then they become trapped. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Sure. And I, I believe the Lord showed me this in our walk. We don't want to stay in one place. Like, if we find something that's comfortable, you know, like, uh, what we find comfort in this one thing, we don't want to stay there. We, we, you know, we we appreciate that thing and we build off of that thing, but we don't stay in that mm-hmm. comfort. We we continue on and constantly pressing forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the end game of our walk is maturity and growth. Yeah. And if you're sitting still, you're never growing. Now we say that people say, "Well, you're supposed to sit before the Lord." Okay, that's not what we're talking about. Like, if you're in your closet seeking the Lord and and praying that's actively doing something what we're talking about is absolutely doing nothing so you're never pursuing you're never seeking you're not praying you're not reading your word you're not you're not going and being with the body for corporate worship and fellowship you're not breaking bread you're not doing anything and then yet you expect this growth to happen well i think what jesus is saying is through me is the only way your ins and your outs are being blessed in me is the only way you find pastor in me through me and that's being the door and that's having a relationship with father the right way and the only right way is through jesus there is no other way and if you have a shepherd that's not jesus you have a dad that's not yahweh like you just don't have it like he's not god yeah you are as he's told other people if you have any other shepherd other than jesus then your father is not god your father is the devil yeah just as jesus said you know Everybody hears talk of the Antichrist. Well, anything that you put instead of Christ, that's what that means. Mm-hmm. You know, this you know, this change that word to instead of. You know, anything instead of Christ, that is the Antichrist. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, I think that word anti in here will actually translate back to instead of. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Um, my study Bible says that in the Near East that several flocks um, of sheep, like different shepherds would have their sheep in one fenced-in area. Mm-hmm. So it, it's saying that um, Jesus here is saying that his own sheep will follow him out of that fold. Mm-hmm. So like his sheep might might be called to be in mixed in for, for a time, but then if he's leading them out, then his sheep will always follow him out of that yeah. area. From all the other sheep, and that's true. Uh, they, uh, the sheep, I've raised sheep. Me and my my dad, whenever I was a teenager, we had two hundred and some head, and uh, whenever they would hear us, I mean, they would come. Mm-hmm. Anybody else could yell, and they they didn't pay no attention, you know. Yeah. But uh, they, uh, and that that is so true. Like what you're talking about, I, you you take them up there, and like to a sale or whatever, and. Uh, you can have your sheep there, and, and they can all get mixed in there. But if you holler for your sheep, they hear you. They will come out, and others will just sit there because they don't know that voice. You know, mm-hmm. that's what he's saying. Here. Mm-hmm. It's it's <laughs> it's pretty neat to watch. Yep, that 
we follow him. Yeah. We follow him. Yeah. And wherever we're going, uh, if he, if he's going to bless our coming and our going, it's because we know his voice. We are doing it through him. He is the only way. Um, you can try whatever way you want to, but it's not going to work unless it's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's always been about Jesus. It's always going to be about Jesus, and it will forever be about Jesus. In verse 11, though, Nally says, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Now he's starting to do a little prophesying, yeah. and he's starting to say, I'm the good shepherd, and I am going to lay down my life for the sheep. Um, we, of course, now in 2020 vision, realize that he's talking about, um, you know, the crucifixion, yeah. the sacrifice, the atonement. He's he's saying, I'm going to lay down my life for the sheep. And he's speaking of his death. He's speaking of um, how he as the shepherd is going to lay down his life so that his sheep can really find the true pasture um, and that they can be saved. They can be brought out. They can be liberated. They can be free. He's saying, I am that good shepherd. And because I'm that good shepherd, I'm going to give my life for the sheep that's mine. And, uh, but, he's that, but he that is an hireling and not the shepherd who own the sheep are not seeing the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. So he's saying, if I wasn't a good shepherd and I was just a hireling and he's saying, not the shepherd who own the sheep are not. If they see the wolf, if they see the issues, if they see the problem, if they see the thief, if they see that, that enemy coming, the hireling just leaves. Yeah, he's like, I'm out. Because it's not, the hireling is just a transaction at that point. Yeah. And Jesus is saying, I'm not a hireling. You're not just a transaction. You're not just a business deal. You're my sheep. You are my people. You are my family. And if that wolf's come, I'm coming after the wolf. I'm yeah. staying. And this is, this can kind of pertain to, you know, sometimes we put people in our lives, you know, on a, we think so much of them, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and not in a bad way, but we put a lot of confidence in some people. And even those people, they can't, they can't provide what you're needing. Mm -hmm. You know, they can, uh, they can do so much, but in order to have, whatever it is that you truly need and it can only come from jesus mm -hmm. you know i mean you have a guy that knows the word and and a guy that's very uh elegant speaking and they can really translate a lot and 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 give you a lot of uh spiritual food you know uh from the word but that only goes so far because the lord is what makes it alive in you does that make sense mm -hmm. i mean he can tell you all these things and give you all this wisdom that he that the Lord has given him, but until the Lord reveals it to you, then it's just it's just it's just his wisdoms that he shared with you. Does that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that kind of goes back to what um, we was preached last night um, at our Wednesday night service, and we were talking about how um, you know there will be. There will be some to cast out demons and say, Lord, Lord, and, you know, prophesy and all of these things and still never know, never know Jesus. Um, and so that's why, you know, these words, I mean, you can know these words, you can have the knowledge, but you have to have the 
the revelation, the um, transformation in your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you have that transformation in your heart, you will be one of his sheep and always follow his lead all the time. Yep. Amen. And we'll know his voice. I, I think the voice thing is so significant because yeah. um, in the midst of a world with a lot of ambient noise right now, like <laughs> yeah. I will say this, um, we live, I know that everybody faces the same issues. It's, there's no new issues really yeah. under the sun. Now the way in, the enemy does it, I think is different. Yeah, and I does. think the level is different. Um, and one of those levels, I think, is ambient noises. And what I mean by that is never in the history of the world have we have access to news and, and things like that at the rate that we do now. Yeah. Um, used to, it would take a few hours to break a news or do something like that or get to work. Now we can... Matter of minutes. I mean, you're Second. watching stuff live. Like, yeah. you're not just hearing about it. You're watching stuff live. So... Like, unfortunately, in the moments like there's a school shooting or something like that, and we pray there's never another one in America. But in those moments you are, you're not hearing about it like hours later. You're actually watching the police go into the actual school live. Like, you know, these are the things that, and that's been around for a little while, but the extent of it now is on a whole nother level. Like, um, at your fingertips. Well, whenever you remember when after 9 11, when we went to Afghanistan, we watched it. Yeah. Like, we watched the war. Like, literally, we watched the bombing. We watched it live. And it's just insane, like, the fact that we can, we, we have the, we have so much access to ambient noises now. And then, of course, you don't just have one major new outlet. You have all these other ones. And you got these smaller ones. You got these other ones. You got these offshoots. You got these extreme left, extreme right. You got all these noises. Mm-hmm. You got social media. You got Facebook. You got all Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, whatever you look. One. There's so many ambient noises, and there's so many voices, and it's constant, like constant around us. This is a flood of deception that I see. Yeah. Described by in Revelation, uh, talking about the dragon who sent a flood into the wilderness to, to draw the woman out of, you know, uh, from her uh, safe place. Mm-hmm. And uh, this flood right here is deception. You know, and that's that's what this is. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I've been deceived. Sure. Oh, me too. Stuff, you know, I, and I learned my lesson. I you learned know, it hard. The, yeah, I did too. <laughs> and, and I'm glad. I'm glad he didn't allow me to continue down that way. I'm glad that he let me experience that level of deception and not let me continue to yep. be deceived. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but he, he allowed me to be deceived experience that and grow from it you know and uh and but what was the thing that actually brought us out for me it was his voice yeah he started to lead me out yeah because exactly yeah yeah you're right it's like you know just and it wasn't a it wasn't loud nope it was small it's like are you sure i had to look for it yeah are you are you sure is this really you know but uh yeah and it was small and yeah he because the sheep knows his voice. Amen. And Amen. even in all the midst of the ambient noises, and and it's like you still hear his voice. You you get it. Like you may not always get it at first. Maybe not the first call. Like when we had a lot of horses, we would walk out of the ranch house, and we had this little triangle thing on the the porch, and I would ring it and say, "Come up." Well, every once in a while, you had to do that two or three times. Not every time. But every once in a while, you had to do it two or three times. They, and then yeah. you'd have all the herd of horse coming up to get fed. Yeah. Um, but they knew my voice. 
and they after so long, I know it's not sheep, but yeah. it's still animals. It's, and yeah, it's same. And it's the same principle. They yeah. knew my voice, and when I walked out that front door, they may have been way back in the field. Like they could have been way back, and yeah. it maybe took me two or three y'all hollers for them to yeah, hear, hear, but they heard. Yeah. And when I was caught up in a lot of the ambient noises, and I was caught up in a lot of what you would say, I like the analogy, the 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 scripture used the flood of deception that's around us all the time. Yeah. It did take me a couple of times to say, Aaron, yeah. Aaron, where are you going? Like, yeah. um, don't leave your purpose. Don't leave why I have you. Don't, don't lose your testimony. Don't lose, you know, yeah. all these things. And, uh, but I didn't hear it the first whisper. Yeah. Me neither. But <laughs> he kept whispering yeah. and I knew his voice and I knew his voice. And, um, those who are his sheep, they know his voice. Yeah. And yeah. and we may not come on the first call, but we're coming yeah. because we know him and he knows us. And it's actually a beautiful scripture. And he lays down his life because he's not a hireling. Yeah. Like to Jesus, uh, Brother Greg is not a transaction. He's not a business deal. He's not a piece of meat that he's going to sell at the market. He is his sheep. He is his fold. And I love it because he says, I'm a good shepherd. I'm not a good hireling. I'm not a guy that believes it's a business transaction. I'm not trying to do something like that. I'm taking care of Greg, and I'm going to provide for him. I'm going to die for him. I'm going to make sure that wolf don't get him. And um, he is he is truly, I can testify, a good shepherd. Amen. Oh, I'll second that. You'll second that? I'll third it. Do we have a third? Yeah. I'll third it. All in favor? <laughs> Say aye. Aye. <laughs> Right, well, You've been good. in a meeting we're before, in, haven't you? All, all right, I got you. Agreement, I got yeah, you. We all love Jesus. Look at he him with the Roberts Roll Oars over there. Look at that. Yeah. I remember the first time I was ever in a business meeting, and somebody had to notion. Is it a motion? Yeah. A motion, and then a second. A uh, it was a motion. Yeah. And they had to first it, second, whatever. Yep. They had to second it. I third it. All in favor? I. Mm-hmm. And it was like Those so. Opposed. <laughs> yep. I remember. We don't I was want like, to hear about it. Oh, post. <laughs> yeah, get out of here! Yeah. All right, uh, Thursday question number one, sponsored by the Sicilian Bank. Who heard a voice telling him to eat an unclean animal? Um, at first, I saw the UN. I thought unicorn. I don't think there's a unicorn in the Bible. Uh, who heard a voice telling him to eat unclean animals? Two seven zero two five seven two six eight nine. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box Two Radio on the Box Two Radio Network. We're back here on this beautiful, beautiful May 25th, 2023. I have a hard time believing we're already in May. And we're almost already to June. Like, it's, I don't know, I'm having a hard time believing this. And uh, it's its just right around the corner already. And so, uh, I don't know. It's just, time flies when you're getting old and your body's decrepit. And uh, <laughs> that's... Hey, that scripture too, he says, you know, he's talking about the seals and the trumpets and the, the bowls. The yep. last two come quickly. And, uh, uh, you know, of each one, of each description, you know, behold, the next come quickly. You know, whenever yep. it, after it talks about the fifth one of each one of those, behold, the next two come quickly. So, 
you know, how everybody wants to, we won't have to go into that, how everybody even wants to look at that, it does say that, so, and I, I mean, it, 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 we can see it, this, and I believe it's because of this ambient noise that you're talking about, this flood that's out there, it's just like it just, your mind never stops, it's just boom, 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 yeah. constantly, 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 just something, 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 uh, it's got your attention, and whenever something has your attention, the time slips by. You see what I'm saying? Sure. And as the time slips by, you don't get that time back. And what more can the enemy rob from you than time with the Lord? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you, if he gets that, you can't, you can't recover that. Yeah. You know, we are in the last days because yeah. after today, this day's over. We don't get it back. Yep. We're definitely closer to his coming today than we were yesterday. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and I will say something, Brother Greg. Um, me and you have studied eschatology together, and we may not be completely on the same page on where we're going. Yeah, that's and, uh, okay. That's oh, fine. it's yeah, it. I want to let everybody. Fine. I want to let everybody know it is perfectly fine because yeah. we studied this for three and a half hours one day, and we had a blast. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. and um, but I did read a view the other day that was, I didn't even. I, I really didn't even know how to process it. Like, um, it was so different than anything I've ever heard um, that it was, I don't I don't even know. Like, it was, the pictures were really cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But the book, them, I mean, like, um, it was something like um, the second seal was opened in 1844 and the third seal is about to be open, and the first seal is open in seventeen hundreds or something like that. I, you know, and I was I, like, "Whoa!" Like, um, yeah. I, and when we get into that, I don't want to get everybody confused, uh, you know, because there's so many different things about that. But the thing is, Jesus says multiple times, "Be not deceived." Mm-hmm. So somebody's coming to trick us. We don't have to wonder who that somebody is. We know who it is. It says, "If it were possible, he would deceive the very elect." So, regardless of what's going on, Jesus is the gate. So, whether we know the end or we, you know, we got eschatology or we don't have eschatology. Say that word for me. Eschatology. Either we have that or we don't. (laughs) Just have Jesus and rely solely on Jesus only. Because Mm -hmm. even through your study, if you go through and you study your eschatology, and whether you see it this way or you see it that way, you see it this way, this way, it doesn't matter because every which way you see it, Jesus is the way. Mm-hmm. He is the only way to get through anything. And anything other than him is will will burn. And we don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> we want Jesus. So Well, I, I love studying eschatology. Yeah. Um, and I, I, let me say this. I do think it's important to study. Because yes. if it wasn't, God wouldn't put it in the Bible. Amen. Um, but if you ask me if I'm going to study the end times or I'm going to study the nature and the function of the church, I'm probably going to go with the church. And then if you're going to ask me at that, do you, are you going to study the gospel or study something else? I'm like, well, at the end of the day, everything comes back to Jesus. So if you're studying the church, you're studying the gospel. If you're studying eschatology, you're studying the gospel because everything comes from the good news of Jesus. And you don't interpret the end times right until you get the gospel right. You don't interpret the church right until you get the gospel. You don't interpret anything right until you see Jesus in his proper place, doing his proper thing. And that is he's the door, the light, the truth, the way, the only way. There is no other way to the Father. It's all about Jesus. So if we're going to understand the church, it's because we understand Jesus. If we're going to understand eschatology, it's because we understand Jesus. 
Before you can understand anything else, you first have to understand Jesus. Because if you get Jesus wrong, you're going to get every single thing wrong. Amen. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it has to be contextually correct in the biblical narrative of the Bible, and it's all about Jesus. Jesus is truly on every single page. Yeah, and, you know, this man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is the word made flesh (laughs) that come and dwelt among us. We cannot live without Jesus. I mean, it's that... I, to me, that was a revelation, you know, of, of just who he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the word, or word was with God, and the Word was God, and everything was made by him, and nothing was made that was made. It wasn't made by him. I don't yeah. know if I'm saying it all wrong. But <laughs> and the whole book of Revelation is about him. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a revelation from him of about Jesus him. Christ. Yeah. Now, there's different messengers. Mm-hmm. But it's all about him. Yeah, and it's about him and uh, and and how he brings you through all these things that are to come, you know. And uh, and when you talk about these things that are to come, don't don't uh, concern, don't be uh, afraid of what some people or what you may see or what you may think or whatever. This right here, just know that regardless of what happens. The Lord was going to see you through that. You know, if you put your trust and your faith in him, whatever that is that comes in front of you will have to bow. You know, you may have to experience some things, but during that experience, he will pull you through and you'll be stronger on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, he will, and he will bring us through. And it's yeah. all, um, I think it's that total faith, total reliance, total trust in Jesus, walking with him, knowing he's the way, the truth, and the life, knowing that there's no other way to the Father, knowing that he's the gate, knowing that He, um, we are his sheep, knowing that he is our shepherd. Um, it's all about him. Like, it's all about him. And whatever we're going through, he'll bring it through it. Whatever we're needing, he, he provides. Like, it, it's just, um, we've got to get back to the place where it's truly about Jesus. And... If we're going to do the church right, it's because we get Jesus right. If we're going to do eschatology right, it's because we get Jesus right. Yeah. And if you get the gospel wrong, you get you get the function of the church wrong because we don't understand really who we are in him. And I, I really do feel like for a season, that's kind of where we've been at. Um, oh, I, yeah, because and that's part of the process. We have to it's just like any relationship. You know, you, it, it takes time to get to know the person in the relationship you know and and at first you you know you 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 don't you at first you you got you you you're infatuated you know how it is in the relationship you're you're just excited everything's infatuated and then as time goes you learn more and more about him and then it becomes deeper and that's how this is you know not only do you got to know or do you learn who he is well in a time when you learn in who he is, you realize who you are in him. And then when you bring the two together, that's where your strength comes from. When you can put the two together, that's when you gain strength. And that's on if you look back, everybody's got their battles that, that they know about. And when you look back, when you realize who he is and who you are at that time is when you gain the victory over that battle. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, get caught up on a few texts here. Um, 
Joey Sosh says, did you hear the joke about the peanut butter? I'm not telling you. You might spread it. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, uh, one, um, the Don't forget, this Monday, we will be eating lunch together, a little picnic over at Danger Point on Memorial Day for anybody that wants to come join us. Um, I'll get information tomorrow morning if anybody wants to come ride. I don't know if we're doing a ride this year, to be honest with you. I know we're going to do the picnic, cornhole, eating, having fun, letting the kids hang out and play. But I'm not for sure exactly about the ride part of it yet. I have not confirmed that. But um, we are doing that next Monday. Don't forget tonight is Man Up Ministries over at Cross Point. Starts at 630. And then Brother Josh Newton got the answer right for the trivia question this morning. Who heard a voice telling him to eat unclean animals? And it was Peter, Acts 10, 13 through 16. So congratulations, Brother Josh. He's out trucking this morning, and he was able to get that answer correct. And again, that was Peter. And we'll have the second trivia question coming up right before the next break. But um, enjoyed the conversation so far this morning about Jesus being the door, um, being the gatekeeper, being whatever you want to when it's concerning about the sheep and the sheep coming in and out of the fold, the sheep hearing his voice, the sheep knowing him. And we are that sheep. We are his fold. And I am so thankful to be part of his fold. I'm so thankful to be a part of his body. Um, uh, the body of Christ, to be a part of it, it's a great honor. It's a great privilege. Um, is there things always to be fixed? Is there situations? Of course. It's just like a family. There's yeah. In families, there's always things to be fixed. But let's never forget how great of an honor it is to be in the family of God. Well, yeah. Go ahead, Anna. No, I was just agreeing. Oh, well, she was just it, saying hallelujah. Okay. Well, hallelujah. Want, hallelujah. In the words I, of Medea, hallelujah. That goes to the back to the last uh, talking about earlier in Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 we just done this in uh, my men's Bible study, and I guess, uh, and it was, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And oh, yeah. Comes the Father by me. So, you know, it, this is just fresh. <laughs> but uh, It's fresh manna. Yeah, so I will. If you don't care, can I read this? You read all you want. In a, uh, this is Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And this, you know, we're talking, you was talking about it's it's not always uh, uh, perfect. Or what did, how did you just word that? Talking about it's, you know, your walk. You, well, I mean, it, we always don't have it all together. Yeah, we don't have, yeah. we're not always perfect with it. But he is true and he is faithful and he is good. Okay, so this may shed some light on it. So in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, to everything there is a season, mm-hmm. a time to every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to rend, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, a time of peace. What profit he that warreth in that whereth he laboreth. All right, so with all of these, you know, the through verse 8, 
there's a time and a season for all these things. You know, so when we find ourselves in these, what's it, uh, uh, count it all joy when you find yourself in diverse temptation. So when you're going through this season, you know, don't uh, don't let it beat you down. Oh, low as me, you know, learn from that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a time and a season for everything. There's a purpose and a plan. And God is trying to show us something in everything that happens. And, yeah, we, it, it may hurt. Uh, we may not like what's going on. We may not deserve in our minds what's happening at this time, you know. Uh, but God has a plan, and his glory will shine through if we allow it. Amen. Yes, and I think that I think that one of the things about there's a time for everything is to say that every day doesn't look the same Mm -hmm. and um, we cannot be expected to look like each other all the time. Greg's walk will be different than my walk. My walk will be different than Hannah's walk. Hannah's walk will be different than great Joe Schmo and Joe Schmo's will be different than Sally May. And um, you know, it, it, they all look different and we are all in different phases of our walk. The thing is that we all have to be there for each other in our walks. And so as we push and as we press forward, as we, um, if that's where Paul talked about, weep with those who weep, rejoice with those who rejoice. Well, um, you know, Greg may be in a season of rejoicing, yeah. and I've got to learn to rejoice with that, even if I'm not in a season of rejoicing. But then there's times that I'm going to need Greg to weep with me, even if he's not in a weeping season. Why? Yeah. Because we got to be there for each other. We un- undergird each other. We support each other. We edify each other. And we understand there is a time and a season for every single thing. And we will walk through different emotions. We will walk through frustration. Um, you know, as I would say, I'll say this, Hannah could be on fire for the Lord, burning. Just, And I think she is. I think she's burning for the Lord. But you know what? She's still going to get sad every once in a while. Yeah. There's still going to be something that hurts. There's still going to be something that frustrates. There's still going to be something that disappoints. That does not make you a bad Christian. That does not mean you're not faith-filled. That does not mean you don't love Jesus. That means that there is something, um, you know, we, we all experience it. Like, we're going to lose somebody we love in our life. Like, yeah. we do. We lo- it's just part of life. Like, it's a natural course of life. And the thing that I do think people do a, disturb, do, do a disservice for is not give permission for Christians to have emotion. The Bible never says don't be angry. The Bible says be angry and sin not. Yeah. There's going to be times you're angry. It's how you handle that anger. There's going to be times you're, you're sad. It's how you handle the sadness. There's going to be times you're disappointed. How do you handle that disappointment? That really is what defines you as a Christian, not never having it. You ever, this is, uh, I think I use this analogy on a different setup, but I think it fits right here. You ever seen a, a flag on a flagpole? And when the wind blows, the flag just goes whichever way the wind blows, right? Mm-hmm. But the pole stays stays there. All right, well, are you going to be the flag or are you going to be the pole? You know, and let your emotions be the flag. Don't let your emotions be the fo- uh, the pole and you be the flag. And, and wherever which way you get blown around, you see what I'm saying? Oh, Whatever yeah. The way the wind blows, you go that way. Be the pole and be the same regardless of what your emotions are doing. You know, I mean, it's not uh, you, you can be angry and sin not. You can be sad and still have joy, you know, uh, mm-hmm. And it only comes from the Lord. Amen. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. Got <laughs> getting choked up in here. 
Um, this room seems to be a lot drier than the other room. I have no idea why, <laughs> but it's I always get choked up in here. But I know now Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember. There was a couple of things we were talking about that Hannah said you were texting her saying you wanted to oh, yeah. allude to. So I'm just curious of what membership membership. Church? Yeah. Church. Well, membership. I've done got myself into a mess, so <laughs> I probably need to clarify some stuff for myself. Well, you go ahead and straighten out. The okay. All right. Laundry, when I, cause I said that <laughs> if I had a, if, if it was a church plant, yeah. I probably would have membership. Now the thing I do not mean by membership mm-hmm. is this whole philosophy of, I'm checking your tithe to see if you're tithing. Um, You know, you have to be a member to teach Sunday school or, um, you know, uh, I don't want to, I don't want membership and I don't think membership is supposed to be about like the organizational logistics of it. That's what it may to. Like when I say, when I say membership, I mean like more or less like you're committed. You're, you're, and I'm not saying that the church owns you. I'm not saying that you can't go visit, you can't go do this, but Every person needs a home base. And I think this is the important thing. And maybe I should have stressed this more the other day. Yeah. Um, I think the important thing is to make sure you have a covering. Yeah. That you have somebody that's praying for you, a church that's yeah. behind you, a church that's... Because in your life right now, uh, you, you, you're part of Clarkson Community. Yeah. If anything happens in your life, you oh, know. Yeah. You know you have that body. Yeah, my, my You've got covered. got me covered. They're going to be praying. They're probably praying right now. You're covered. <laughs> You know, and I think yeah. that's the important thing. But you're yeah. also committed there. Do you go visit other places or do you, you know, no. you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, if you went to say you had a family thing in another church and you went, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. All right. But what I am saying you're, is you are committed to Clarkson community. Mm-hmm. You love the body. You love the family. You're covered. You're pouring in. You will serve. You'll labor. You'll do whatever God called you to do there yeah. because that's your local body. Right. Now, you're a part of a bigger body. You go to man up. You do other things. You're part of a bigger body. Yeah. You're here with us this morning. Yeah. You know, and I think, but I think you have that base. You have that covering. Mm-hmm. You have that family. To me, that's what the local church should be and being a member of that. Like, and I don't think it always has to be official. I don't think it has to always be that. But one thing that I have seen membership do very well, and this is the one thing, is like before like I know one pastor before the person can become a member of the church and that membership is not necessarily like the old country church membership that we're talking about where you're on the roll and you're good to go because you get to go to heaven because you're <laughs> yeah. a church member. That's you're ridiculous. Roll, you're good to go. <laughs> um, but it's more or less like, okay, before you're going to become a member of this church, um, you know, we're going to need you to, they take them through a class. They take them through a new believers class. They take them through expectations of what it is to be walking in the spirit, to walk mm-hmm. in a, walk this Christian life out, what it is to be a part of a local church, the responsibilities, the accountabilities, all of these things. And, it's not that they own you. It's that you are committed and you're knitting your hearts together with a group of local believers yeah. that you believe you can do life with. Well, and and I understand what you're saying, and here's the way I look at it. I uh, the membership part of it, you know, I to me, it's it's non uh, it's not essential for my name to be on some list anywhere and uh you know i'm there for the lord mm-hmm. and that's it and i want to be with people like-minded people who are there looking for the lord and if uh if someone comes in you know to have a membership when when you when you put a membership 
uh, on at the church. Some would think, well, I've got to clean myself up and go to church. You know, I've got to get right before I can go there and be a member. See, I want whosoever will come and hear the word of God. Mm-hmm. You know, so no membership necessary. Just come as you are and 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 hear what the Lord would say. Now, that, don't take that the wrong way and say come as you are and don't ever change because then I don't want you. <laughs> you know, come as you are and and... Yeah, but I hear what you're saying. Changed, yeah. Like I, I do hear what you're saying. Yeah. That you're not like there's not a uh, We need more participation and less members. Okay. Because we got a lot of members who's on the on a roll, you know, names on the list, but they don't participate. And what I mean by participate, yeah, they may pay their tithes and do all the things and do they, they check all the boxes. But when I say participate, I mean the real the real participation is seeking the Lord. That's the participation. Yeah. If you're participating in anything else, then you're not seeking. Then he, this goes back to He is the gate. You're going in some other way. If you're not yeah. participating in seeking the Lord, then it doesn't matter. You're 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 participating in something other than God. But we also have to be cautious not to enable or give permission to the thought pattern and perpetuate it that's already in the church that all we expect is you come listen to the sermon and go home. Like yeah. we've got to get people engaged and that's activated in the sermon. By, by participating. And so, and, yeah. and the problem is that we've literally built a church culture in America that puts no demand on anybody because if I demand something of you, you'll just go down to the church down the road that doesn't. Well, okay. So let me, let me reiterate this. I demand that you participate in worshiping the Lord and having him change you. That's the demand. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? That's that's it because uh if you're we're we're not playing. We're not this ain't a game. It's not uh, just something that we do. It's who we are. It's in us. It's we without it we are nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do agree because I think you know, you could have people you could have people serving, and there's always going to be some that aren't fully um, it's a transparent with with their walk, and that yep. are you know there is always going to be wolves in sheep's clothing, Weeds but but at the same time, if we can prevent that, if we can prevent you know having people that really shouldn't be in positions of serving, then I think that we should, and I think if we focus on the membership. I, I don't know. I feel like the spiritual side of it is more important to focus on. And I think when more people get their hearts right and more people get discipled and more people start to grow and become equipped, then that's when the serving will kind of just naturally flow and they will want to serve. Yeah, because I didn't start paying tithes because I was a member of a church. I started paying tithes because I didn't have no money. I had all kinds of money, but I couldn't keep none of it. But I wasn't giving any to the Lord. And the Lord revealed to me. You know, so then I've done that. And then since I've done that, I've never been laid on a on a bill anymore. I mean, I couldn't, I, I was making prevailing wage and I couldn't make my, my monthly payments. I don't even know, I can't even, I can't even wrap my head around where it went. But I couldn't do it. I wasn't giving anything to the Lord and all my faith was dependent on my job. Mm-hmm. And until he straightened me out. And ever since then, I think I've made less money, but my bills have always been paid. Now, I ain't, 
don't get me wrong. I mean, it's, I've always wondered sometimes, or I've had, there's been several times I wonder, well, how are you going to do it this time, Lord? I don't see, but, but he does. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm not saying that my, my barrel mill was running over. It never has been running over, but there's always been what I needed when I went to it to get out of it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like sure. the woman uh, with, the, sure. with the mill. So. Yeah. Well, I do think this, though. I think that, um, I know we got to go break. I think it's even hard to comprehend what would be a healthy, like a healthy way of membership because we've seen it done so bad. Yeah. It's it's one of those things like um, that we've seen so many abuses of it. We've seen so many misuses of it. I just throw it out. And but I do think <laughs> there is healthy things about it. I really do. I think if it, I think if it was done really correctly, which I don't know. I don't think there is a correct uh, way to do it. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I've seen churches do it really well. Like yeah. I've seen, I've seen yeah, a couple churches do yeah. it really well. Yeah. And what it did, it, it never provoked to me what I've seen. It never provoked a thought of, like, well, I'm just doing it because I'm a member. Or there's yeah. never insinuation I'm I'm going to go to heaven by this, or I have to be a member. It's that they, for them, what I've seen out of these people is that they want to be a part of this yeah. local body. Yeah. And I get it. You don't have to be on a row. You don't have to be on a name, but. And I see what you're saying too. What what you're talking about by what your description of the membership is just holding yourself accountable. I am signing here saying I'm going to be a member of this church, and I want to do my part in this church body to be this member. I understand what you're to saying. build the kingdom yeah, the best the we kingdom. can. Yeah, right. And yeah. I will tell you this: I know we got to go. To, we got to go break. Um, is that it's it's never been harder for pastors to give any kind of spiritual correction than almost it is right now. Because if, if you correct anybody, well, I'll just go down the church down the road. Let them go. And I have. I yeah. don't. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't try do. to hold on. But it's still, yeah. at the same time, like you pastoring, like I don't. People say some. People talk about pastoring correcting all the time. I don't yeah. correct people very much. Like, and the only time I do is if there's really something big, and I have yeah. to. Yeah. And it's like, hey, look. And when I go up to that person, like, hey, look, I I don't really want to have this conversation, but this is what we're seeing. Yeah. Can we help? Can we pray? How can we defeat this? How can we overcome it? Like, that's it. But people get so offended. Or if you call out sin, like, um, you and know. Don't, don't stop calling out sin. And so. Yeah. But, Always call that out. And, but, and uh, that, that's doing it the right way. Yeah. I know we have to go to break. Yeah. We can touch to back break. on this. We'll, we'll, yeah, but, we'll um, come back. Yeah. All right. Let me read this second trivia question. Um, <clears throat> Thursday question number two, sponsored by Higdon Surveying. What prophet of Moab had a confrontation um, with a talky, talky, talking, <laughs> talking donkey. Good gosh, donkey. Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's a new word. I'm gonna a use that. Donkey. What prophet of Moab had a confrontation with a talking donkey? Two seven zero two five seven two six eight nine. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box Two Radio on the Box Two Radio Network. All righty, we are back here on this beautiful May 25th, 2023, here in the studios of the Box 2 Radio Network. Brother Greg and Miss Hannah's in the studio this morning. I'm in the producing room. And before break, we gave the trivia question out, and I have not got a call yet. So let's read this again. 
What prophet of Moab had a confrontation with a talking donkey? 270-257-2689 is the number to call to get your name in for that drawing. And um, I don't know. I think tomorrow may be the day of the drawing. I think we're up for tomorrow. I have to look at my the, the schedule, but I think it's tomorrow that the drawing will be taking place. So before the break, we started talking about some, we were talking about some more of the membership issue and a couple other things. And um, y'all were intense conversation during the break. I was working on production. So uh, what was you all talking about? Did you solve the world's problems? No, uh, yeah, th- we got it all figured bit. out. We're good to go. No. <laughs> now we we was just discussing other things, just uh, on a different topic over here, just different things. Uh, but as far as your membership, that you know, I understand what you're talking. You're talking about this uh, the the uh, what's it called the the organizational uh, aspect. Well, you know, just it's keeping it organized. You know, I don't even like. Uh, uh, well, I don't even like. To me, I yeah. don't. I don't. Have I don't care about the. I don't care about the role. I don't care about the. I don't even care about the paperwork, more or less. Yeah. What I'm saying is, we have to get to a place in the church, to where there is connectedness, and it's not just like, you know, oh, I'll just come when I want to. Or there, yeah. there has to be some kind of. We we've let because the seeker friendly church and because of the emergent church and all this, we have literally like made. No demands on well, here's, anything. Here's the thing. What you're describing, what you're describing, that the Holy Spirit should do that. The Holy Spirit should drive us. The Holy Spirit should lead us to want to do these things. And if it's if you're doing it because uh, you're on a membership, uh, you know, then you're doing it in of yourself. And again, that's not God. But hold on, let me let me say this. Okay. I, I do believe the Holy Spirit should give us the desire. The Holy yeah. Spirit should lead us. The Holy Spirit yeah. equips us, give us the. But look how the new ter- t- the New Testament church did it. Like they, the New Testament church chose who was going to be a pop, the the deacons, the elders. They agreed on every single thing. They they talked about it. They said, okay, these men, do we approve of these men? Yeah, we approve of these men. Yeah. And then the elders would go and say, hey, we want you to be a deacon. They approved them. They got them everything done. And they kind of commissioned them. They sent them. They'd equip them. Yeah. And so they're. And I'm, I'm good with elders and deacons or whatever, you know, and all. I'm, I'm okay with that. And I'm just see the, as far as membership yeah, itself. But the know. people then were part of that church. Yes. Like they were a part of that, that. Now there was like a church of a city back then. And and see, membership is such now, a word. One thing I will say this. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't think. Uh, we should take a vote because voting is the will of the people. I think prayer, supplication. So do you think the New Testament church did it wrong then? Did they vote? Yes. They come together and they, they agreed upon men. They voted. They Well, you're not going to use the word vote, but they had to come into agreement. Okay. On the when, who was going to be deacons. Yeah, well, I, I think through prayer... As and I'm not like do that. I'm, I'm just saying I'm not saying I want to come in and vote. Is but what see, here's know. what we do. We're getting into the no, no. But when you think of voting, we're <laughs> yeah. thinking of the ludicrous things that we're doing in church today, where people's yeah. on a roll, never comes to the church, but yet a pastor leaves, a new pastor's come in. Somebody that hasn't been to that church in 15 years show up to vote for the new pastor. Yeah. That's crazy. Like that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, just, and I'm not I'm not talking about like voting in the sense of. Are we going to put the toilet paper up, or are we going to put the no, po- toilet paper down? For position, I don't. I think that prayer, that the 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 leaders, you know, it's their job to pray and seek the Lord, 
and uh, the Lord's got it to lead, you know. And if He's leading, He's gonna He's gonna lead the person into the position that God has has spoken to it, you know. And I believe that, you mm-hmm. know, or else, and uh, I mean, for popularity, you know, you'll get a King Saul. Who wants that? You know, I'd rather have a David than yeah. a, than a Saul. You know, I want who the Lord has anointed, not who man has anointed. And, you know, you, you take a guy that everybody likes. Oh, yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Put him up there. He'll do a good job, but he don't even know, you know. But hold on, hold on. Let's Now let's backtrack for a minute. Yeah. But we're this, right. we're getting away from membership. Well, here, so. well, I mean, but, Sorry. well, all right. But if you backtrack here a little bit, Saul was anointed. Yeah. Saul was anointed. Oh, yeah, he was. And it, he was the, say about he it? Was the peop- He was the one that the people chose because he was head and shoulders above everybody else. Yeah. But God did anoint him. Yeah, he did. He said, okay, this is what's going to happen. You're asking for this guy. I'm going to give him to you, and this is what he's going to do to you. He yeah. told him right off the bat, you are messing up, but I'm giving you But if you Saul want. didn't mess up, he would have stayed anointed. He lost the anointing on his own. It wasn't like, and again, I'm not saying that like everything we do or anything like that, we yeah. go to the church and raise your hands. <laughs> I'm not like... Yeah. I had to do Robert Rules of Order at one church I was with, and I made a joke of it every time. Like, because it was just stupid to me. Yeah. I'll just be honest, there's no other way around it. It was just dumb. Yeah. But it was kind of like, that's the way they were set up to do it. So I, I adhere to it. I didn't throw a fit about it. I just yeah. kind of joked, and I thought it was really cliche. And uh, But at the same time, too, though, I think that there has to be an agreement. Yeah, I think there uh, should be a witness. And that's what was happening with these. I was trying to find that scripture with the deacons. My thing is, Less man, more God. Yeah, that's the bottom line. You know, how, get, whatever that looks like. You know, and the the less the less man involved is always better because God. He says He told the woman at the well, the "Time has come, and it is now that we worship God in spirit right. and in truth." And to me, right there, that throws everything out. But God and Jesus says, "I am the way." You know, anything other than me. Is the same as a thief and a robber. So, but you're going, but all right. So yeah. everything we do is for God, a hundred percent, right? Yeah. Yes. Sir. But men are still going to judge angels. That's what Scripture says. They're still like men. Adam was created to have dominion. So like, God uses men to Through accomplish the power him of God to accomplish His will. Yeah. Right. Through the power of God, not through the power of Adam. But, but. See, we keep on like this is where I don't I don't even know how to articulate this well. And I, I'm failing in this <laughs> is that we always we take these concepts and we only define them by what we've experienced and what we've seen and never given permission to the text to say this is how it's supposed to be done. Yes. So instead of taking instead of throwing the baby out with a bathwater, let's look at the Bible and say, how did they do this in the New Testament church? Instead of just saying, we're going to throw out everything, let's not throw out everything. Let's say, this is how the New Testament church did it, and this is how we should pursue to do it, because I believe they had the revelation of how Jesus commissioned them. Well, I say throw everything of man out. But when it comes to actual membership, is yeah. that found in the New Testament church? Yeah. See, I like just, actual membership. Like yeah. Now, the concept behind what you're saying I do get, like yeah. with the... Uh, doing life together, keeping mm-hmm. each other accountable, but I don't know. Do not forsake yourself together. For I don't know if maybe days. there's a better way to do it than membership. Well, see, yeah. if I was planning a church, if I was planning a church, yeah. when I say I would have membership, I probably would never have you sign a piece of paper. 
I would not have what I would call membership role. Mm-hmm. I would not have a membership directory. So what I would, what I would do is say, you are a member of this body, just like we're a member of the body oh, okay. of Christ. Well, hey, we do that. And yeah, we and, do that. Hey, you showed up twice. You're a member. And I would say, but <laughs> yeah. see, but then I would say this: yeah. this is the expectation of being a member of this body of Christ mm-hmm. that you serve, that you come. Um, not like every Sunday, but that you're a part of it. Like you're a part of the local community there. You're a part of the local thing. And there's that expectation. Well, what does it mean to be a member of the body of Christ? What does it mean to be a member of the local assembly? To me, that's what I'm trying to pursue because right now we have given, I mean, I can just tell you this. I see it. Mm -hmm. And I've seen this in my, my short few years of pastoral work is where, you know, used to everybody would serve in the body of Christ. It was a heart desire. Nowadays, it's like pulling teeth to get anybody to serve. Why? Because we've told people they didn't have to. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about this. Well, God will take care of it. Well, how does he take care of it a lot of times? We are the body. Yeah. We are the body. He takes yep. care of the situations. It's like through the sherathon we talked about. You know, God provides, but sometimes that provision is through your hand. And if yep. that little boy never brings his sack lunch to the table and say, yep. here it is, Jesus, take it and multiply it, 5,000 plus women and children, don't eat. Yeah. And so, like, this is where I think that, Lord, everything's about the Father. The Father provides all things. The Father is the source of all things. But we, as the body, have a responsibility to do certain things, because if we do this, then he will do this. Yeah. But if we don't do this, he won't do it. Yeah. And so... And I think prayer has to come with it, too, prayer and faith, because... I think without faith, you cannot please God. Yeah, Yeah. because I think the more that we are consistent in our prayer and in our faith, believing that God is going to and I'm still I'm still believing that. And, you know, I I will admit I could pray even more, way more than I I do than I do for this. But I am believing that God will send the right people here to Bethel and to every church that needs to be in leadership or that needs to be um, on each team where we're lacking right now. Because we are, we have a lot of areas that we need more help. We need more serving. Uh, we need more. We need more servants. But I also don't just want any Joe Schmo to be like serving in different areas because we have children. We have you know people that are new believers that are very vulnerable um, when they first start being believers. So you know I think there has to be prayer to come along with it, but. Um, and faith, believing that God's going to put people in place and bring people to be a part of the body that are going to be pure and genuine in heart and truly serving him in spirit and in truth, worshiping him in spirit and in truth. Um, but I do think that um, the like kind of giving more information like you were talking about, Aaron, like not necessarily just having your name on the paper and that's it, but m- maybe more of like a um, a relational conversation with each person that is becoming like a part of the body. Um, I do think that that would be good. I guarantee you that the elders and the deacons of New Testament church like had statements of like, this is what we kind of expect. And I found my scripture, Greg, you want me to hear it? Um, So whenever they're, this was actually when Stephen was being chose to serve or seven, I'm sorry, seven was being chose to serve. In those days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose among the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. So that's talking about the food, when they mm-hmm. were distributing food. So when the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples, so the disciples, those who are in charge, in kind of leader, well, it's not just those in charge, because oh. 
it's like the disciples oh, are. Oh, okay, I, I was thinking the they kind of assembled the church. I was thinking the twelve. I, yeah, know, it would. Uh, they were well. The disciples were no longer called the disciples at this point. They were being called the elders or the apostles. Um, That's right. And disciples. Yes. The so they okay. called the people, mm-hmm. and he's. They basically said, "It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables." So now he's talking to the leaders. Therefore, brothers, brothers, mm-hmm. pick out from among you seven men of good reputation full of the spirit and wisdom whom we will appoint to this duty. These will become the deacons. So he's actually telling the church, you guys take seven people among you. That's of good repute, good reputation, full of the spirit, full of the word. And we will appoint them as elders and leaders. We will appoint them to places of leadership so they can take care of this. That's what the new Testament church did. Now there was expectation on them though. Like, that they were to be full of the Spirit. They would have a good reputation. They were to be... That's the same thing that Paul would have been talking about later on. Lay, lay no hand on man to immediately. Like, don't do it quickly. Don't, don't put hands on people quickly. What's he saying? Don't anoint them for service too soon. Know them. Know their character. Know their integrity. Know their anointing. Know their, their, their relationship with the Word of God. But at the end of the day, men were being tasked with this responsibility to do it. All right. But there were certain expectations of the scripture that you had to look for. That's, I think that's why Timothy and Titus puts the qualification of elders and overseers and deacons in there is because when they are chosen by the church, that is the rec- prerequisites for it. Okay. Well, uh, we're talking about church membership. I thought, uh, you know what I'm saying, as far as, you know, this membership being necessary or not necessary. And I just, you know, to me, I just uh, be a member somewhere, be a part of, you know, do not forsake yourself from assemblies, you know, be, go to church and find you a, a church that worships God in spirit and truth and join that. And if, if there's a membership, then put your name on it, whatever, but be a member. But I'm just saying that I don't feel like it's necessary to have a membership I just I feel that it's necessary that you go and assemble yourself together, you know, without any formal. Uh, I just I feel like when you put uh, uh, like a membership role in place, it's intimidating to someone who, uh, uh, you know, like for instance, me myself. Whenever I was lost, you know, well, you can't go here. You're not a member. Okay, well, fine. I won't go. I didn't want to go anyway. So mm-hmm. see you later. <laughs> but so, <laughs> but let me ask you this, and I mean. This is where it gets fun, and is yeah. you said that it's intimidating. Yeah. So, if it's profitable, but maybe intimidating, do we not do it? It ain't. How's it profitable? But I, let's take it out of the picture of let's take it out of the where's picture the, of a where, member. Where's the profit at it? Well, let's take it out of the picture of membership for a second, though. Okay. When when is that line drawn? When like because there's things that I do in my life that's profitable, yeah. but it's intimidating. And I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm missing the point because but, well, we're I'm, talking about membership, whether it's profitable or not. I, I, in my opinion, I don't think there's any profit in having a membership role. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, one no listener, one listener said, "Membership with benefits mindset is unbiblical." Basically, saying if you're a member of this church, you get this, you get that, you get yeah. that. Nobody, uh, yeah, I agree with that. But yeah. God doesn't seem to have an issue with list, the book yeah. of Numbers and the book of life. Yeah. Um, uh, one that's, that's what you want to be a member of, the Book of Life. You yep. want your name on that row. Yep. 
Hey, I finally got one person agreeing with me on membership. Woohoo! I got one. All and, right. And I, you know, this because we see it different. I'm not in, at odds with you at all. You know, and anybody out there that's hearing this, we're not at odds. We're just we just see things differently. That's all. We're just talking. Oh well, I mean, at the end of the day, it don't. Yeah. I'm never gonna throw it. Like yeah. yeah. It don't. It like it don't keep me up at night that we yeah. don't have membership. And I mean, because again, my membership probably if I was like doing the membership, it would block it'd be a lot different than what we see locally in other, like, you know, it's, um, again, for me, I think the bottom line for all of this, before we start heading to break here in a second, Mm -hmm. is about connectedness. Like we've got to be connected as a body. We've got to be serving as a body. And let me just say this. I will say this loud and clear for all those in the bow, the back, or Mm -hmm. as we call them at Bethel, we call it the under the balcony church. Um, you know, it's this is that it is not solely your pastor's church. It's all of your guys' church. So, like we talked about earlier, you asked me how many is camping with us. Uh Uh-huh. All right, so, I mean, maybe that's what you got to do to be a member for our church. You got to have a camper. I don't know, but (laughs) we all go camping, you know. (laughs) We don't have, the only names on a list that we're on is a list of campgrounds. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But we fellowship. And it wasn't any kind of formal thing that done that. It's just spending time together and fellowshipping and, and showing love. When one hurts, we all hurt. And and it has nothing to do with any kind of structure. It's just love. And we're all there for the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that all of us have in common because we are a mixed pot of a bunch of different people that we have different. I mean, we're the, the spectrum is so far from each body, everybody's uh, what they're into, what they like, what they do for fun or recreation. But we all come together in Christ. And we all have love for one another. And we all fellowship with each other. We all, I mean, it's a family. And it, there's nothing, there's no kind of documentation or anything like that. You, can't, you cannot put love on paper. So, so if, if you were asked to sign a piece of paper, would that change the game for you? It wouldn't. It wouldn't matter to me. It would not. It would because you're already basically doing membership without a paper. Yeah, because it's there's the membership is in your heart. Are you a member of the body of Christ or not? So in you essence, what I'm saying. So yeah. in essence, I've done said that I don't necessarily base it on a piece of paper. I base it upon the relationship in the community of the church, and yeah. that there is a. I've seen your guys' church in operation. If you all are serving, there's a lot of people always doing a lot of different things. Why? Because there's a connectedness there, just, and there's an ex, there's like this. And we're not nobody. I don't want to say that. I'm just talking about our experience. You know, yeah. I'm not saying that we do it our way. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just, my, I, I'm just speaking from my experience because that's to me. I mean, that's what I see. You know, and and, and there's it's just the love of Christ that does it. You know, because there's people in there that that. Uh, they're totally opposite from me whereas outside of the body of christ we would probably never come together you know because we don't have the same interests but because of the love of christ we are brought together and we we fellowship and we love and and we feel you know if one hurts we all hurt and and it's and it's it's just the love of christ only and not not a membership uh yeah so hey did you have anything uh, I was just thinking about like those who were new to the church is what I've been thinking about mm-hmm. this whole time is like people who might not like be 
have any idea of what we're talking about. You know what I mean? Like yeah. new people who show up who might not understand it. Yeah. Please don't be confused. <laughs> no, no, not on the topic we're on the yeah. radio. I'm just saying, yeah. like, say if we decided to start doing membership, mm-hmm. I was thinking about like new people that would show up to the church, like how they, how yeah. we would handle new people that might not really know. I mean, or maybe they're not saved. You yeah. know. Yeah. Well, then you know, I, I to me, you just gotta once you start that, then you gotta start adding to it, adding to it, adding to it. Because well, okay, now this has happened. We gotta do so. We gotta make some rule about this because this incident happened. Well, okay, so this happened. You know, and it's just a. To me, it's just not necessary. That's 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 what I see. It's just well, not necessary. I think that what I would do if everybody's I, if, invited. If what I would do, well, I think even with churches and membership, everybody's invited. Yeah. Like, nobody's ever going to be like, oh, you can't come. You're not a member of this church. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I think what I would do, like, if, if we had membership and we start having new believers, mm-hmm. I'd be like, all right, um, you know, I would, I would probably have, like, a new members class. And so they would come. And basically I'd be like, hey, this is what um, we are so thankful for you to be here. We're, we're welcoming you because we would. Like, we're grateful that you have chosen to worship with us. We're hungry. This is what our pursuit is. This is what we want to do as a local body. This is who we want to be. We want you to connect with us. We want you to be a part of that. Um, This is opportunities for service. This is opportunities of ways that you can get in here and help labor. Um, These are ways you can grow. These are the ways you can be a part of the body. This is what we do. This is how we do it. I would talk about the church. I would talk about the Lord. I would talk about the kingdom. I would talk about this, and we're going to like... And I would be like, we want to invite you into being a part of this local body where this you can call it home, where you can call it family. Yeah. And uh, and that that's how I would address it very much right there. So that's discipleship. You would disciple. Them. Yes. And that's <laughs> but I mean, know, like, yeah, I think. Bring them in. But I mean, bring the whole time, the, right way, the whole time the I've way. been saying I'm not too concerned about the role. Yeah. I'm not concerned about the list. I'm concerned about the connectivity. Yeah. But see. What, I think we're what, saying the same thing then. But what, but what we don't, like, we're part of bodies that do this. What I'm trying to say is there's a lot of bodies that don't even resemble, I mean, even closely resemble anything we're talking about. Yeah. It's uh, like they are, there's nothing going on. Like, there's just come on Sunday morning, hear the couple of songs, and go home. Yeah. And we have to reverse that. And also, well, uh, hold on, let's, it says we have to reverse that. Well, Let's let's think about this. Where does revival start? It doesn't start. It starts inside of a person, because whether it, you're on fire, that you know what I'm saying. A personal revival does. Yeah. But so, a corporate revival doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Or, well, but that would be Chronicle seven fourteen. Okay. Well, all right. So that's a bad analogy. But what I'm saying is, you, if you you'll never rise above who you sit under. Did did Ron say that? Yeah. We. I mean. A yeah. lot. That's yeah, yeah. That's been a statement for a long, long yeah. time. Yeah. So uh, you know, if you're sitting under that, and and that's and you're not seeking the Lord, there's your problem right there because you're just yeah. not seeking the Lord. That's the whole issue. Yeah. That's but, the bottom line. But yeah. see, we also yeah. cannot keep perpetuating the thing of well, God's going to do it. Like we don't have to do anything. God's going to do it. Like God's going to send a revival. Yeah, well, not we if His people don't pray. If we don't, if we don't pray and we don't seek His face and we don't turn from our wicked ways, He's yeah. not going to send a revival. Yeah. I mean, like, we we want him to send revival right. without us doing anything because it's easier and it's cheap. <laughs> but revival will cost a church everything. 
and it will cost you your life. It will cost you your time. It will cost you your comfortableness. Comfortableness. It will cost you your. Um, I mean, your your life like you think it should be. It'll turn it upside I, down. You know, my thing is, I would like to, uh, if I could just drop his carcass off at the corner and just roll on, I would, <laughs> because uh, this thing is just a, a, a burden. You know, when you think about the grand scheme of things, this flesh that we're in is a burden. You talking about your flesh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The flesh, you know, and it's uh, and if uh, you know, if I could just walk and, and like Enoch and just and be no more and just go <laughs> be with the Lord, I'm I'm game with that, you know. And I think that that somebody who's seeking the Lord is is not going to be setting in a church that what you was describing. You you see what I'm saying? If if you're truly sitting, uh, seeking the Lord, there's no way you can sit there Sunday after Sunday after Sunday and not get something if you're truly seeking. You know, and I think this is the part of this separation from sheeps and goats. Or sheep and goats. I don't think mm-hmm. sheeps is a word. Mm-hmm. But sheep and goats. And this, you know, you have uh, uh, churches that uh, have a lot of goats that they're doing all the things and they're checking all the boxes, you know, but... Like you said, they're just sitting there, they're doing the things, and they're checking all the boxes. Mm-hmm. They're not yeah. getting any closer to the Lord. Then you have the sheep that hear his voice. Those are the ones who are seeking him. They can't sit in with a bunch of goats because they don't hear his voice. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, I think we just would have to seek the Lord and see how he would want us to to do, make a change like that. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm making the change. No, no, not for Bethel. I'm just saying any church. (laughs) I'm not making the change. Um, I'm just saying any church that decides to do this would need to seek the Lord and see, you know, how has this failed? Well, basically, it's pretty much always failed in the past. So how, how, how was this, could this originally be intended to be good? Or how, Lord, can we do this the right way? Well, I think what we've seen locally, membership has failed. But I think some other areas... I've seen churches thrive with it and people thrive under it. And, but it also could be your personality or anything like that. I just, um, I don't know. I mean, I just think it's, I get the whole issue. I get the issues with it, the problems with it. I have some of the same problems. Um, for me, just as a pastor, I guess it's, I just want to figure out a way to stop giving people permission never to serve, never to do anything, never to grow, never to mature, never to do anything. And so, well, uh, is that what you're preaching? Huh? Are you preaching permission? Yeah, pretty much I do. You preach? Well, (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) He's totally got it. I'm like, what? (laughs) No, I, um, you know, um, I'm, uh, follow the Lord. The Lord gives you, you know, he gives you the word because, you know, and everybody who's said under you, 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 from your words, you don't take notes. You just, you go right off of, you know, the spirit. So the, the word comes to you. You share the word. Whether they receive the word or not is whether or not they want it or not. You see what I'm saying? And what what more can there be? What yeah, more can you I, possibly do? I you agree. Know? I think it's going to be bringing, like, literally separating like i think the people who are sitting there who just keep their hearts are so hard that they're not letting what the lord is telling like using you to preach yeah like if that's not hitting them then um 
I think that the Lord is going to separate and bring people in who do want to do yeah. his work. The word will se- do the separation. The word yeah. will separate the ones that you're talking about there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go to break here. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. All righty, we are back here on this beautiful day. This is the day the Lord has made. This is the day that anything is possible because he'll take the impossible and turn it around and make it possible every single time. Excited to be with you guys. About 15 minutes left of the broadcast this morning. It's always an honor and humbling for you to give us your ear. 15, I mean, two hours every single uh, morning. Weekday morning here on the Boxy Radio Network. Uh, I'm appreciative of Brother Greg coming in on Thursdays. Always enjoy it. And Miss Hannah's in the house. And so, uh, again, you all were um, in deep conversation. Anything prolific come out of the conversation? Anything get solved? Revelation? <laughs> well, we was just talking about uh, just... Uh, How I converted you, and you both are all for membership now. Oh, yeah. No. yeah 100%. <laughs> you got me. You got me. You, uh, no. No, I, I persuaded uh, you, didn't I? No. no. Oh, Greg. <laughs> we... Uh, uh, no, we was just talking, you know, about what we look for at church, you know, and it's, we look for the Lord, and none of this other stuff, if, 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 if anything other than the Lord pulls you in a certain way, it's pulling you away from the Lord, you know, and I think that, uh, uh, to me, you will be a part, if you're ch- seeking the Lord, you're going to be a part of the sheep fold you're going to go to the where the voice calls you to go and you're going to enter in through the gate which is jesus that we talked about here and you will go in and out of his fold and you will know his voice mm-hmm. so if you go into a fold and his voice ain't there you're not going to stick around you're going to go elsewhere until you go to where you hear his voice yeah and we were just talking about how like there are a lot of churches who and I think you preached on one of these churches, um, maybe you were preaching on the body as a whole, um, who are doing all the things well, but have left their first love, basically. Um, and I'm I'm not saying that every church has left their first love, but I believe that there are a lot of churches that they're serving, they're, they have everything functioning right. I mean, they're doing church as good as you can do church, but they're not really seeking, like, there's not a group that's really seeking the Lord or some of them that are serving are doing it for other reasons other than doing it unto the Lord and not that I do believe the Lord will use people to accomplish his work um, even if they're not um, you know completely in tune with him but I think that every church he's placed different people in different churches for a reason he has a purpose for where he places you Um, and I just we were talking about the importance of at the end of the day, like hearing his voice wherever we go, knowing his presence is dwelling wherever we go, and how that is the most important thing <clears throat> in church. Yeah, um, but the the goal, the the what we should be pursuing is to do church as the New Testament did the church with our first love. So, you know, I, I don't think doing church well. Like in the sense of what the 
church well, of Ephesus was doing yeah. was actually really good. I, my thing is, I don't think you need to do church at all. You just need to do, the, you need to worship the Lord in spirit and truth. And so can I ask you a question then? Yeah. Why did he write two-thirds of the New Testament, nothing but epistles to the church and how to do it? Well, to the, the church, the body to assemble everybody together to hear the word. I understand all that, but my, my, I'm saying the focus should be on the Lord. And the focus, if your focus is on the Lord, he will lay all this out because he was the one that was telling Paul to tell them all these things. So uh, if you need a leader, seek the Lord. He will send you a leader. Sure. If you need uh, elders, seek the Lord. He will do this. He will, if you need congregation, seek the Lord. He will send you the congregation. In all things, seek the Lord. And, and I just, you know, and I, I guess... But I guess it's because I never went to church. You know, I did when I was a kid. You know, mom took me to church when I was little and all that. But once I was old enough to rebel and say, no, I ain't doing it. And she didn't make me. I didn't. So, and the Lord just pulled me out of there. And the Lord spoke to me personally. The Lord spoke to me at my house personally. And he saved my soul right there. He, I was born again right there. and And there was no church involved. There was no deacons, there was no elders, there was no none of this. It was me and him. And I'm saying that that's what it needs to be. It needs to be you and Jesus. That's what you need to look for. And all these other things will fall into place. If your focus is on the Lord, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. All these things. If your focus is on the Lord, he will lead you in the right direction. So what would your life look like without the church? What, without the church? Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know because my focus ain't on the church. It's on the Lord. Now, I can tell you what my life would look like without the Lord. If I didn't have the Lord, uh, I would be a mess. I'd be a wreck. My, If I had kids, they probably wouldn't know me. Uh, and they, uh, I would be, I, w- I would not be who I am right now. So, but imagine, like, again, we're not talking about yeah. the organization. We're talking about the body. Yeah. And how we do how we are the church and mm-hmm. how what the church is supposed to be doing. Yeah. I could not imagine my life without the New Testament church. Like without the church I in my life. Have, and see that's I guess cuz I would not grow, I wouldn't be stretched cuz the whole point of the church is to provoke one another to good works, to stretch each other, iron sharpen iron to mm-hmm. and he really did give us a whole new covenant after the gospel from Acts to really Acts to Jude. Revelation's more about the end time, but the rest of that is literally about us walking with Christ in the context of relationship, but also with the church and how to how to be the New Testament church, how yeah. to be the body of Christ in the earth. Yeah, he says to not forsake yourselves together. I'm, I'm with you on that. But uh, that, you know, I, where would I be without the church? I would be right where I'm at right now because it's the Lord that's done all of my, th- all that's, that's done in me was done by the Lord. Now, who he uses, you know, is who he uses, I don't know, but... My focus has never been on a church, you know. It's 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 always been on him, and you know if I if, if but if you're I, doing church right, it always points back to Jesus. Well, see, my thing is I've never done church. I've never I've never done church. I, I just I've always it's always been about the Lord. I'm there to hear about the Lord. I'm there seeking the Lord because He's all I know. And I didn't know anything but him whenever he whenever I was born again. 
don't like I told you guys before. The only thing I knew about the Bible is black, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and and his voice is all I knew, and that's all I know now, and even to this day, you know, it's his voice that has enlightened me. It's his voice that has learned me. These what I the thing, my concept that I have of this, my understanding of this Bible come from no man. No man has taught me these things. Yes, I have some, you know, some guys that showed me this and showed me that, but the Lord has given me the vision. The Lord has opened my eyes to see. The Lord has given me any wisdom, if there's any. It's because he's given it to me. And it has nothing to do with, with the church. It's all him. He has done it. And I am a part of the body of the church of people who are like me, who worship the Lord. That is the church, the ones that are seeking him. You know, it's not an organization. It's not a procedure. It's not a process. It's not, well, the, it's the Lord and him alone. Does that, <laughs> does that make sense? I mean, I. Yeah, I, we're all I chasing the same thing. Yeah, I hope that I'm not coming off. Well, but but or, it's like, or, but I, I think, out, but can I be as honest? Yeah. I think it's almost like, I think we're understressing the importance of the church then because Jesus is the head of the church. Like uh Brester Wayne just texted that in. And that's what I was kind of getting ready to go yeah. to is everything we do. So like yeah. when we have prayer meetings as a church on Saturday night, it's not so that the church can get together and be like, Oh, we're going to go churchy tonight. It's so we can pursue the Lord together. And when, but I'm in this assembly that I'm in now because he told me to go there. Mm-hmm. Not because of what it was. He said, I need you to leave where you are. I need you to go here. And that's what I did. And that's where I'm at. You see, is that, I don't know how to express that. No, how it to makes explain sense. That because I'm not. It's because he is your head. Like yeah. You are submitted to him before you're submitted to anything else. To, but he will I'm call you. Sm- yeah. He will call you to be a part of a body, though. And that's yeah, why you're because there. We, because said, he called he says, you. Yeah, he says, do not forsake you. Submit yourself together. I, and I'm, I'm not. I, yeah, I love my 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 people they man I, when they hurt i hurt you know when, and when i hurt they hurt they we we are family we you know what i'm saying we it's the love and and all of that is because of the main focus is christ jesus we're all focused on him and because of that we all come together through his love because if it was if it was just my love it'd be conditional well i mean i can love you if you you know if you do this for me or, uh, yeah, I can feel that, you know, but, hey, you're going to have to, I need this done over here. You know, that's conditional. But if we do church right, like if we're really the church the New Testament's calling us to do, it is all about Jesus. But there's certain ways to, to there's a certain ways the church is supposed to operate. There's certain things the church is supposed to be doing. There are certain things the church is supposed to be yeah. anointed for. And that's what we've got to do well. Yeah. Like, that's what I mean. I'm not talking about, like, the light shows and the, entertainment i'm talking about being the actual new testament church yeah and 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 that's seeing that's to let your light shine you know that's out on the job site that's out you know be the light you know be the light of the world Uh, well it's it's being the light of the world but it's also taking care of wills and orphans it's also it's also facilitating other areas of life it's also Mm -hmm. praying seeking it's also spiritual maturity it's also teaching and preaching yeah like these are all things the new testament church is doing well and the the church of ephesus was doing it great and jesus actually was really applauding that like he was go on like Mm -hmm. yeah but this one thing i have against you is that you left your first love so he was saying I need you to do all of that, so what was but first, keep me what in the was proper the first love that it, that they left. 
is the love of the that that initial love that initial fire it's that love with jesus but it's not an either or it's a both we're supposed to do everything the new they testament was, church was doing, they was doing but church, in love but they left jesus but did he ever tell them to stop yeah. doing that he said you he said go back and do your first works over which was the love of christ but yeah. he never actually so told them not to do it that all these other things will be added. But did he you. ever tell the New Testament church, like in the in that letter to Ephesus, stop doing that? And I'm and my thing is I'm no. not saying it's just if you get the foundation right, then all of those other, yeah, other things is built will build on off him. of it. Everything's built on. But him. what I'm hearing is that we're supposed to love Jesus, but not worry about that other stuff. No, that's okay. Well, then, let me let me make myself clear then. So uh, we because we focus on Jesus, all these things will be built. Because my focus on Jesus, I'm at a place where he sent me. And because of his love, I have this family that he's put together in this, in this body that we, that we worship together in. Mm-hmm. And it's all because of him. And it's not because I, I, I did the church right. It's because I'm following him and he's guiding me. And he guides me to this group of people and to worship with this group of people. Yeah, like yeah. I think I think I mean the reason why all three of us are here right now is because the Lord has led us to be here. Yeah. Um and so when other people are serving or you know doing church serving in church like we're talking mm-hmm. about yeah. um I would hope and pray that the Lord is leading them to be there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And we can't we don't always um know exactly where someone is with the Lord, but we can see their fruits. Yeah. And um, I think that's why I think that might be kind of what we're getting at is all I think all of us could agree that um, the Lord should be leading us where we are. Like Mm -hmm. the Lord should lead us to the church that we're gathering at. And the Lord should lead us in what to serve in because we can't overextend ourselves and serve in everything. That's something the Lord's showing (laughs) me. The Lord, the Lord needs to show you what to focus on, which part of the body to focus on serving and working, you know. Um, and then we don't need to do something because um, a brother or sister tells us we need to do it or leads us to do it. We need to do it because the Lord is leading us to serve in that way. And I think that's how we kind of accomplish the goal that we're talking about here is when all of us find our place in the kingdom that the Lord is telling us, I want you to serve here. I want you to clean that toilet. I want you to do that worship team. I want mm-hmm. you to. And when everyone stops trying to do what each other is doing, and we do what the Lord is telling us to focus on, then all of these things get accomplished because we're showing up and we're cleaning or we're showing mm-hmm. up and we're door greeting or we're showing up and, you know, whatever the thing may be. Yeah. I think that's the thing is people haven't stepped into that serving that the Lord is telling them to do. Kind of like the message that you preached with, you know, not jumping up and trying to take someone else's place, doing what the place that the mm-hmm. Lord has called you to be at. Yeah, because Jesus is the head of the church. And if we're focused on him, he's going to place us where we need to be. And we don't have to do church because it's his church. We're just doing what he would have us to do in his body. And well, that, we have you know, to, he will build on it. We have to serve in church the way yeah. that he tells us to. Yeah, that's what, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he will, he will instruct us, in, like you said, where we need, if we need to clean the toilet. then. But, we, but also I want to say this, because I, I mean, I agree with what you guys are yeah. saying. I mean, Hannah listens to pretty much every sermon I preach and <laughs> I mean I preach this stuff like yes. I really do believe it yeah. but also I'm not I'm not always searching for a new thing because mm-hmm. he's already told us how to be the church 
Yeah. Like he's already set this in motion. Now we got to find out what our place is in it, but I'm not mm-hmm. searching to do the church. He's already given us the confines of that. Yeah. And, and cause he is the head of the church and he's already established his church. He's already mm-hmm. established how he expects his church to operate and see, like, I'm what, a, what did he build his church on? What rock did he build his church on? What the revelation it? of who he is. That's yeah. the foundation. There you go. But that does not mean that we don't do yeah. everything else. Well, no, but that's Mm-mm. that's the beginning of it. That's the beginning. And because but, of that, all these other. But most people would never deny them. that. Yeah. The problem is we never grow the church. Yeah. We never. We are. We are. We. Well, we don't grow the church. He does. Yeah. We we follow him. He and builds by following the, him. The, the seeds are sown and seeds are we saw we sow yeah. we water he gives the increase but we still have responsibility yeah to yes. him and yes. that's what that's what people don't take into granted because we have a generation today that don't take responsibility don't take initiative yeah. don't take anything and we wonder why the church really isn't growing it's well the lord does give the increased mm-hmm. but we actually do have a part in it like yeah. that's what we got to tell people yeah. because if paul never waters Saul never plants. God don't give the increase because there's nothing to increase. And if either one of yeah. them ever sought the Lord, they wouldn't know what to do. But I think discipleship plays a big role in this too. That's that right there. She just nailed it. The issue with it today is there's no discipleship. That's what is missing. Because you can't disciple somebody that don't want to be. Exactly. There is. You cannot disciple. There's a lack of discipleship. That's yep. that's the that's the issue today. Well, we got to go. We got a jet. We'll be back tomorrow, seven a.m. Central Time. I think it's the week for Brother Denny and Brother Gerald. I think. I think so. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, and so we'll be back tomorrow. Get room for Brother Ernie. We're a couple minutes over. Love you guys. We'll be back seven a.m. Central Time tomorrow here on Mornings of Boxy Radio on the Box Two Radio Network. <laughs>